Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. This is going to be a great episode. I'm really looking forward to diving in all things Amazon listing optimization with Julian. Julian's someone that I've begun to follow on uh, Twitter recently and taking the Amazon Twitter space by storm. Uh, welcome to the show, Julian. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Amazon listing optimization is something that as Amazon sellers, we talk about so much. And so it's going to be great to hear about what your thoughts are, especially as Amazon as a platform matures and there's more going on in the marketplace. You know, uh, optimizing our listings is more important than ever. And so, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but uh, before we get into that, I'd love to hear a bit about your journey. What got you into uh, being an expert on Amazon listing optimization? What's been the last few years looking like for you? Yeah, well, um, interesting question. How did I get into e-com and Amazon? Um, yeah, first of all, I just never saw myself in the typical nine-to-five mm. life. So I never, I never kind of like matched the typical go to school, go to university, um, then take just a normal job and work until you were 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I always had the dream of doing my own thing. Um, used to work at a bank after after um, school. So when when I finished school here in Germany, um, and then I just took my took my best friend. His name is Justin, um, and we just brainstormed what we can do. Because like I said, normal nine to five was not the thing. Was not our choice started an e-com brand, uh, did some sustainable clothing. Um, we did some num nice numbers in revenue, but didn't <laughs> didn't make any profits because <laughs> we didn't know anything about digital marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was pretty unsexy. How did we get into Amazon? We just looked at where is, where is the need? Mm -hmm. What do people need on Amazon? Um, and what can we, can we offer? Um, and then we kind of like, Got into got into Amazon, got into a, a service-based business. So we have our growth agency, which means that we do two things for people. One thing, listing optimization, uh, which mainly focuses on their visual content and their branding. And the second thing is typical like growth, PPC, um, strategy advisory, nice. typical, typical yeah, marketing approach on how to how to help brands grow on amazon yeah, nice. um and how do we how like i don't i don't like the word expert but <laughs> um how did i gain the knowledge um working with good clients working with little clients working with huge clients speaking of eight nine ten figure retail brands from from germany uh, mostly uh, up things um which is which is part of the journey Mm -hmm. Learning, networking, um, and staying humble, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. You, you said you had uh, eight, nine, ten-figure clients. How, how did you get clients like that? That's that's incredible. Yeah, well, the the eight, nine-figure clients um, refer it most mm -hmm. of the time mm -hmm. because um, I would say that getting like the bigger the client is, the harder it is to to kind of like get the connection because I would not, I would not call DM or cold mail eight, nine figure clients because those guys have so much on their plates. Like they don't, they don't want to see your, your cheesy, Hey man, I want to make you money. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, most of the, most of the 
big client work is from referrals. So making good work for smaller clients and then it's just like a compound effect. Yeah. Um, and the, the fun thing about the biggest client we have is the biggest client we have is um, a 10 figure client. So they make 10 figures in revenue. Crazy. On, but, but, but in total, like not only on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in total. Um, and I just, I just reached out to them with a cold message on LinkedIn, like with a loom saying, mm. yo man, your listing sucks. Please do A, B, C, D, make it better. It was like the head of e-commerce. And he responded, yeah, man, you're so right. Let's have a chat. Wow. Um, but at the end, I just provided value for free. And it's the same thing with, with uh, Twitter, which is why I like Twitter so much. You can just provide so much value for free. Mm. Um, and the more value you provide, I heavily believe in that. The more value you provide, the more it comes back. So, yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, referrals, um, network, and over delivering probably providing that's value awesome. that's awesome and what does the agency look like now how many uh of you are involved in it and what is what do you do day to day i would say i do everything um because there i feel like there there are two aspects of how you can uh, to to approach to owning an agency the first one is um scaling with like a huge team and huge number of clients huge revenues but that's not my approach or that's not our approach. Um, our approach is keeping the agency small in terms of the number of clients mm -hmm. we work with at the same time, in terms of the, the team, in terms of everything to keep everything lean. Just because I like the worst feeling I could imagine is having a client I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So I do, um, I do, I do some client communication. I do sales. Um, I do, I do like talk to clients when something doesn't work. Um, I'm involved in everything because I, but not because I have to more because I like to, because yeah, yeah. I just want to keep the quality as high as possible. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm the guy for everything in our agency. Even if, even if I'm the owner and it's probably not the most like sexy thing to say as an agency yeah, yeah. owner. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, yeah, I like to be involved in everything. Yeah. Yeah, different strategies work for different people, don't they? And so that's your that's your way of doing it and sounds like it's going really well. So who is anybody else to judge how you're doing it? <laughs> so that's good, man. That's good. Um, moving on to Amazon listing optimization then because a lot of our listeners will be either selling on Amazon, want to sell on Amazon, selling elsewhere and want to bring that over to Amazon. Uh, obviously, Amazon listing optimization is a topic that gets talked about a lot, but why is that? Why do you see that just at the very core, why is Amazon listing optimization so important? Money. <laughs> Expand. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's a short yeah. podcast episode otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, money. Just because um, every, every product that you're selling um, should be, uh, should have, and should have huge potential. Yeah. Right? Because... Otherwise, you did some mistake in the sourcing process. So from my perspective, every product that you sell should have the potential to make good numbers in terms of revenue and profit yeah. per month. Mm -hmm. um, and the problem is what many people do is they list their products 
and they start making sales organically, SEO, paid by PPC and so on. And they the listing starts growing, 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 and they never touch the listing again. Mm. And that's what most people do. And the problem is that um, just if we, if we look at numbers, click-through rates, conversion rates, return yep. rates, whatsoever, um, only like if only a few people max out the potential of every product they they're selling, even if those listings make 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, whatever K revenue a month. Um, and the, the, the issue with that is that you can, you can scale through advertising and launching new products but then it's just like quantity, quantity, quantity game. Mm. And you have to rely on crazy ad spends, crazy ad revenues. Um, and I feel like if you optimize the core, the foundation, and if you try to max out everything before scaling, before turning like the numbers higher mm. and higher, um, it's just the, the it's just a more sustainable approach because, because your brand probably grows like more profitable um, and you don't have like 10 products at the same time which don't generate e any revenue mm -hmm. instead you can have like two or three products which generate probably the same revenue right mm -hmm. so i just believe in quality of a quantity that's mm -hmm. basically the yeah the yep. the yeah yeah, no, it's good, man. I mean, we teach a, a principle I got from uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, and he talks about the growth of agriculture. And it was much easier for agriculture to grow on an east to west plane than it was mm. north to south because of the, um, the the similarity in the climate. And he talks about the humans have this, um, you know, the, the law of least effort It's called that humans will find a way to do something in the um, easiest way or, you know, they say, don't they? You know, if you want a job doing, give it to someone who's lazy because they'll find the quickest and easiest way to do it and um, and grow in a brand. I think, you know, as exactly as you said, is you want to maximize the stuff that's working for you already before you go out and launch other stuff. You know, don't launch a product to 30 percent of its potential and then launch another product. Make sure you get that yeah. product to 80, 90 percent. Of course, it gets to a point of diminishing returns, but make sure you maximize it as much as you can before you move on. Hey? Yeah. Another thing is. Um... We, um, we talk a lot with uh, brands who are interested in selling their brand at some point. Yeah. Um, we, we know people who support like sellers when they, when they're ready to say, uh, to sell, we even know some aggregators. Um, we work with one of those aggregators, especially, um, and the thing is that whenever I talk to these guys, they tell me that if you're interested in selling your brand, which is interesting from what I've heard for a big part of the people out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they really look at how strong your, like your brand is in terms mm -hmm. of the branding. Yeah. And that, that kind of like gets me, gets me back to listing optimization. If they look at your product portfolio and they're like, yeah, you make a million in revenue per month, but you have like 200 SKUs mm. generating those mil, like the million. Yeah. They like, hmm, it's not safe to invest there, right? Yeah, yeah. On the other side, if the if the million is split on like a couple, a few good, really good listings, because it's just like good images, brand feeling, um, high conversion rates, high click through rates, whatsoever, like yeah. really profitable listings, the the chance of selling your your brand is way higher. Mm. 
in terms of the probably what you, what you what you will get from the from whoever is interested in buying yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned about not wanting to update a listing that you've optimized once. I think it's a really important topic and would love your opinion on that. From what you said before, I can imagine what your answer may well be. But to give some, I suppose, confidence to people, because once you have a high selling um, hero skew that you rely upon in your business, it can be uh, daunting to uh, mm. change the title, the keywords, the images. But at the same time, uh, you know, people will say you should always be testing. What's your, do you have a view on how much you should test? Um, yeah. You know, can you give some, I suppose, uh, peace of mind to those people that don't want to touch their hero skew? Yeah. Um, the bigger the listing is, the smaller the changes should be, right? Great. Uh, which means that we have a client, um, it's a it's a um it's a brand from germany make around 150 million revenue a year mm. um and we started we started working with them for their america like their expansion to america and they have a they have a trash can which generate which gen has like ninety thousand sales like over the last year it's like it's like a basic trash can right <laughs> yeah two or three images very basic but it's just like a big brand yeah and um when we started working with them they they told me are you sure that you want to change something on the listing because it's it's generating like good revenue right mm. um and i was like yeah we we like if your if your product if your product generates good revenue without even optimizing the potential of what you could reach in terms of revenue and profit is so high that you definitely should test it. Yeah. But the approach is keeping, keeping changes small because you can like Amazon's weird sometimes. Um, and you don't want to change too much at the same time. So if your listing makes like thousands of sales every month, try to probably try to implement another image in it to try to implement probably another a plus in it once once it works then you can optimize more and more and more but um i would not recommend going like crazy di going crazy directly because if you like mess it up um it can backfire at you pretty fast yeah so if someone was uh wanted to change their images you would say like one image at a time well, like I said, it depends. If it's if it's a listing that generates probably somewhere between ten to fifty k, um, I don't see like a big risk of changing everything directly because as long as you're not in the supplement niche, <laughs> um, the you, you're you're able to do that, right? Because yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say things in general because it really depends on the specific needs. I have I have clients that. Um, that are scared of, of changing every, like everything just mm -hmm. because their niche is so competitive and they're scared of their competitors, um, like doing some black hat things mm -hmm. or whatsoever. Right. Um, now the, on the other hand, there are niches where you can do basically everything what you want to do. And Amazon doesn't really care about the, the TOS. <laughs> so, um, I would, I would start slowly depending on what the problem is is click through rate the problem do you get like do don't is your click through rate too low um you're paying like crazy amounts 
um, on ads, your click price is, is very high whatsoever, um, then maybe think about, okay, test, test a new title image, try to get the click-through rate high. If conversion rate is the problem, so people click on your listing, but they don't really understand why they should buy you, can mm -hmm. be perceived value. Do you, do you, do you uh, manage to give the customer every information they need to make the buying decision? Very important point. People write everything they want to they wanna tell their, their potential customers, database in their product description, but nothing visually visible, right? So do you give enough perceived value, so enough USBs, enough information mm -hmm. about the product in your images, so they make the buying decision? If your conversion rate is pretty low, most of the time you lack on perceived value. And the what people do, instead of working on their foundation is, hmm, that listing doesn't work. Let me launch a new product. Or let me like just spend more on ads. Yeah. But that's the wrong approach. The right approach is work on your listing, try to get your click-through rate and your conversion rate as high as possible to make it as profitable as possible. Mm -hmm. And once you're, once, once you're done, then you can start expanding new variations, new colors, sizes, whatsoever, or new t total like new products. Um, that's that's the approach I would recommend. Yeah, it's good. Okay, we've talked about the importance of listing optimization, um, about changing you know listings that are doing well. What are some of the biggest mistakes, the biggest fails you see people make with their listing, trying to optimize their listing? You, mm. you know, with clients that you might come in and try and help them. What what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see when trying to do this? Yeah. First mistake, um, not even optimizing. Biggest mm. mistake especially big brands just throw their product portfolio on Amazon mm. and they're like, yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the sad thing is most of the time they make, they make good revenue. <laughs> yeah. But they, like they could make so much more. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the first one. Don't even up uh, like not even optimizing. Second one is optimizing, but not relying on data. And that's probably probably when when you when you when you're willing to optimize the most important part don't rely on your on like on any opinion just rely on data on amazon what do i mean by that for example if you want to if you want to change your images of your product to increase your conversion rate don't look, look at your product look at your usbs and be like yeah I have five USBs, one USB per image, done, yeah. right? That's the yeah. wrong approach. Look at your data, look what people are searching in terms of keywords, look what people like and dislike, reviews, look like where, like where does the revenue come from in terms of keywords as well. So you get like a good database of why do people buy, why yeah. don't people buy. Yeah. And based on this, you can cr really create like a good funnel of how to structure your listing to like to, to get the most conversion rate. So let's say you're selling, let, let, let me take the trash can example, right? Um, a majority of say it's came from the keyword dog poop trash can. <laughs> Don't ask me why, like no, no clue at all. Right. But it seems that people in America like to throw their dog poop in this trash can. Mm. So what we did is, we implemented an image showing somebody throwing the, the dog poop in the in the garbage, like in the trash can. Quick headline, also perfect for dog waste. 
and conversion rate conversion rate went up nice. just because people when people look for a specific usage they have a specific need yeah. right and yeah. if you show them that you you solve their specific need it's just logic illogical that conversion rate will increase because they're like yeah. ah yeah that's for me i'm gonna buy yeah. um same product different keyword people look for different locations so trash can garden trash can office trash can indoor outdoor so we implemented an image showing an indoor and outdoor location at the same time probably send you the listing afterwards yeah. <laughs> um, so so people understood that you could use the trash can indoor and outdoor right so they're like ah yeah i want to use it indoor and outdoor i'm gonna buy this one even yeah. if all trash cans probably work for indoor and outdoor, it's just about what you communicate with the people looking at your yeah. looking at your listing. And why do we focus so much on visual content? It's very easy. Amazon is probably the like the unsexiest website alive. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. And it's and the focus of Amazon is very clear: more and more visual content, video ads, brand ads. Um, Amazon posts and whatsoever brand store images a plus it's getting more and more visual and especially mobile like the space the the space you're seeing mm -hmm. it's less and less text and more and more images here banners yeah. there so um people people buy because of your images and not because they read your the, your SEO text right yeah. Yeah. which is just for ranking and not for it's not sales copy right mm. um so yeah, like I said, re rely on data um, and don't, very important, if you want to change your listing, especially images, don't hire product photographers. Those guys are so expensive and they don't know anything about Amazon and they will make you aesthetic images, but those aesthetic images will not sell. Yeah. Right? Great tips. You, uh, what do you recommend instead? besides my agency yeah no. Well, yeah <laughs> no um for people that can't afford you what do you recommend no. yeah yeah that, that, just joking yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly um it i would especially when you when you're starting out um, i would recommend um doing the whole research and data scraping like i said mm. by yourself mm. not because you want to you want to you want to um not because not as like not directly because of the money part, just because um, when you start when you start, you should understand what you're doing, mm. and you should learn and you should get knowledge in, mm. in the space. Yeah. And the the problem with hiring agencies too early is that you won't learn anything if you you make ten thousand dollars revenue month and you start you start hiring agencies for PPC. Or yeah. start hiring agencies for design whatsoever because you don't learn yeah. if you if you directly like take your first profits and hire somebody so what would i recommend um try to write like a briefing suited to your your data which i covered so mm -hmm. keywords reviews everything that you should implement into your listing yeah um and then look for talented designers honestly you can find those i i, I would recommend behance very good data, a very good platform for talented designers. Um, lots of Amazon designers out there as well. Yeah. Um, and you can get them pretty cheap, honestly. Yeah. 
hire them just to do the editing. And for the raw images, honestly, go to the go to the next store, take like three four hundred bucks, get like a semi professional camera, and do those raw shots like lifestyle images probably by yourself. Because if a listing does not make like I I recommend optimizing a listing once once it makes some like like fully optimizing right yeah. once it makes probably 10k revenue minimum a month yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. otherwise if, if your margins aren't like crazy high it's just not worth it mm. like profit wise yeah. to um to invest money into it yeah there there were some great tips that you shared about on um data mining you know going into reviews the, the the dog poop one was i think that's such a great example that people um a it's memorable right that's really good but i'm hoping that people really take that away and uh, consider that for their product because it's such a, a a clever thought you know looking in your um your search term report for your ppc what are people searching when they click on your product because that shows the search intent the buyer intent and if they are searching that, then clicking on your products, it shows that there is a clear link there and, and being able to satisfy that intent with those images um, is it's just obvious, right? It's going to lead to higher conversion rates. Yeah. Um, and the big part I for I forgot to cover is um, doing doing like very boring work, but very important to understand the customer journey. Hmm. Um, look at look look at the SERPs of the keywords you're ranking on, right? Mm -hmm. To like really understand um, how do I look like in the SERP, right? Yeah. When people look for whatever keyword for my product, where do I rank? Like, how does it look like? Yeah. For, because that's the most important part probably. And the first part, your title image, if you, if you rank next to four competitors and all of you have like the same boring title image presentation just the product standing everything looks boring different uh, boring same blah um of course you can't you can't like stand out right and to get the click you just need to stand out mm -hmm. and it's not about having like the most aesthetic title image it's not about having the most fancy title limits image it's just about standing out right could be um effects if it's if you make it if you make it smart the algorithm doesn't catch you yeah, um yeah. it's not you can you can make it more dynamic so you the product could like you whatever it could it could lean it could fly whatsoever mm -hmm. um you could work with badges if you have a packaging put your packaging in the title image put like a even if it's fake um it's it's not an issue put a badge on it mm -hmm. for example with a call to action or a usp so, for example, if you're if if you're selling, if, let's take the trash can ex example, um, and it's just for example more durable, you could you could put a badge on the packaging, on the title image saying more durable or highly durable or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when people look for highly durable trash can, they yep. will see your title image with the word they're looking for, and people are getting attracted by by kind of like. Um, looking at what they searched for, right? Mm. Which is why, for example, we have a client that sells glass bottles, and a, a very important keyword is glass bottle, uh, glass bottles for sparkling water or mm -hmm. sparkling water glass bottle, blah blah. All those sparkling related keywords, mm -hmm. 
and we implemented just like a sparking water effect in the bottle mm -hmm. so the the um the lid kind of like popped off and there's yeah. uh, sparking water um going outside yeah. um and people click like crazy just because they look for sparkling water and his listing his title image looked so different besides all the boring yeah i have a, i have a bottle title images right um so the probably the the biggest part of work could be done just by optimizing the title image to the maximum yeah that's good man you talk about flying out popping out all this kind of stuff i yeah. assume that you're a, a fan of 3d renders yeah um if they're if they're done well yeah i'm, I'm a huge fan just because it's easy to um, optimize them afterwards, mm -hmm. right? Just because you, you can change, you can change uh, angles, you can change effects, you can change colors, mm -hmm. you can change everything very e easy and fast. Mm -hmm. And personally, I just like to work far, fast and efficient. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other side, renders are only good if, if they're really good, because if you can tell directly mm -hmm. that those are renders, it looks like this typical Fiverr, Amazon mm. cheap mm. look. Yeah. And that's what you don't want because um, if, if things like, if it looks unreal, um, people people won't click at it because yeah. it just looks, maybe people will click click on it. Mm. You, you can test it. But from my experience, if it's a bad render, um, you, 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 you will just lose potential. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Are there any product types you would say don't work with renders? Man, we did we did everything, but um, depends on the artist, right? We, yeah. for example, we hired an ex architect for doing the renders. Yeah, because that's like the most talented group of <laughs> renderers mm -hmm. I met in my life. Um, but I would say ev everything that's that's. Um, small and and has an easy shape things like bottle like shakers mm -hmm. um small like cases whatever all those small electronic products for example mm -hmm. um supplements those are perfect for renders mm -hmm. i would not i would probably not render um a trash can <laughs> i would not render a trash, a trash can. can but for example we 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 did render things like gloves, things like um, uh, like covers for e bike for e bikes. So mm -hmm. we like we rendered whole bikes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's possible, but I can tell you, as long as you're rent like as long as that's not my guy, <laughs> it, it will it will not look like you uh, like like you want. Yeah, and how much should someone be expecting to pay for a three D render, like a good quality three D render? depends on the shape mm -hmm. but i would say that if we just talk about the title image you can get a good render um with modeling because that's like the majority of the work right yeah. modeling the mm -hmm. product um i would say you can get two to three renders for around 150 dollars oh wow with okay that's cheaper than i was expecting I, well well I, i'm i i have to say that i i'm thinking of like going into um, sites like Behance, Upwork, and so mm -hmm. on, and look for like the highest quality for the lowest budget, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You 
can you can you spend like thousands of dollars on renders? Yes, you can. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Coming back to listing optimization, you always have to look what's the potential uplift, mm -hmm. and and therefore what should I invest? Yeah. Because if you're like I said, if you're listing, we have a client um, one listing does around 200k revenue. Of course, you can invest probably 5k into that listing, mm -hmm. lifestyle shooting, this and that, make it make it fancy, because it, if you make 25 percent, 30 percent more conversion rate, yeah, you make the money in the first month, right? Mm -hmm. But if your listing does like five, two, three, four, five k revenue, um, I would always recommend going for the budget version to probably get 80 percent of yeah. the potential uplift. Yeah, not 100, but 80 percent. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you make more revenue, you can get the last twenty percent. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, like I said, it's it's um, it's good to go kind of like kind of cheap. Cheap is not the right word. To Budget. go um, affordable. <laughs> yeah, affordable, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people, the problem is that people think that to get a good listing, they need to spend thousands of dollars, mm. right? And people come to our agency and be like, yeah, I know uh, you're expensive. Hmm, I don't know. And I'm like, man, okay, let me look at your listing. You should, you need to do this, this, and that. Go to this guy, go to this guy, go to this guy, budget, whatever, whatever is affordable for you, you can make it, right? Mm. It's possible. It's just, more, and that's the thing, it's more work. Yeah. And the problem is people want to get the easy way. Mm. People like to pay more money, even if it's not worth it, instead of doing the work on their own yeah. and going for the affordable version. Yeah. So I would recommend put in the work, understand your listings, understand your data. Um, and then it's, it's easy to get a, to get like a budget version. I know people make making millions in revenue on Amazon and they still work with like very small budgets for the listing optimization. Yeah. Cause they have the time, honestly, yeah, if you yeah. don't have the time, give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But if you do have the time, do it on your own because then you become a killer in your niche, data-wise, yeah, yeah. data optimization-wise. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. If any of our listeners are sort of thinking, oh, I'd like to get some help from an agency like yourselves, what kind of clients do you work with? Um, basically, anybody who's willing to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the most important part, yep. but because um, mindset is mindset and, and like cultural fit is everything for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't look at certain revenue numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't look at marketplaces. We have clients from all over the world, um, but it just has to make sense. So, it like sometimes we take on brands that are small, mm -hmm. but for example, they're just small in Amazon and they're big outside of Amazon. Yeah. So we can make them grow pretty fast on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, we take on big brands who are stuck at a plateau and we just crush the plateau by optimizing their listings, optimizing their, their PVC data and so on to crush yeah. that. But I would just recommend talking to agencies, honestly, mm -hmm. because if you, if you talk to a good, to a good agent, agency, they will figure out if your need suits their service. Yeah, yeah. And agents like working with an agency is hard because you have to focus on communication and focus on if if they're loyal, if they're friendly, because that's very important from my mm -hmm. perspective and my experience. Yeah. Um, 
But then if, if there is a fit, it's a great thing to work with an agency because they, most of the time, make you more money, more profit, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, and save yeah. you time. Yeah. But it only makes sense if you have the same goal as they have. Yeah. If you start out, if you start out of, on Amazon, before working with an agency, you probably should invest, if you want to invest money, in a course, right? Or in a coaching to get knowledge. Yep. But for example, if you make 100K revenue on Amazon, profit margins are good and you just want to like get the, get the work done by somebody else, talk to an agency, mm -hmm. tell them what your situation is, what their need is yeah. and what your need is um, and, if, and then see if there's a fit. And a good agency, like I said, will always say it's a fit or it's not a fit. Like I decline majority of leads we get mm. just because... I don't see a fit in what they need and what we what we offer. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. And it's helpful for obviously people that might want to connect with you, but just the general mentality of using agencies and freelancers and outside help to grow your business. So that's super helpful, man. I appreciate that. Um, before we kind of wrap things up, is there anything that I maybe haven't asked that you think is important that people know on the front of Amazon listing optimization? Are there any golden um, nuggets you haven't dropped yet? Yeah, well, the the only thing I can think of is branding. Yeah. Because branding is like getting more and more important on Amazon. Like yeah. I said, especially if you're interested in selling your company at some point. Um, and the thing, pro like branding is a whole like is a whole different topic, and it's way too big to cover. Yeah. But just to to kind of like um, give you the most important information about that. Um, the, the, the mistake people make is that people think that branding means I, I need the craziest brand book, the craziest logo, the craziest like brand identity, CI whatsoever. Yeah, that's not the case. Um, brand like the branding from my, I know it's it's not the classic definition of branding, but branding for me on Amazon means that if I look for a specific product, and I see your product, your product should look like a product which has high quality and is from a brand instead of dropshipping, Alibaba, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. That's, that's basically the stupid explanation of branding in my, yeah. my, my words. So how do, you, how do you get a good branding on Amazon? Look like a brand. What, yeah. does, it, what does that mean? Um, starts with have the same look for every product in terms yeah. of the design don't have like three fonts five colors on your listings implement implement your logo i mean even if even if it's a cheap logo even if it doesn't look perfect implement it it's like a budget branding version <laughs> um implement those logos build a brand store very important in terms of cross-selling yeah um and especially if you if you grow and grow and grow, um, try to keep. Especially when when you when you already built the brand, so there you're not in the in the in the process of what I what I covered. So you already built the brand. Mm -hmm. um, tell the te like tell the tell the customers who you are, and I don't I don't mean hey I'm I'm Jack I'm the owner of the brand. That's not that's not necessary. But just tell them that you care about your uh, care about your 
about your um, products and your customers. That's why A plus was made. A plus was made because Amazon wanted to give you more space to talk about your brand. Yeah. So who you, who are you? What do you, what do you do whatsoever? So let's say, let's let's take again the trash can brand, <laughs> the trash can brand. Um, they're like famous in Germany. So when we created ABC, we just told them, hey, we're like a big German brand. We're not from China, right? Yeah, we yeah, make yeah. good products. Yeah. Um, and on Amazon, since competition is 24-7 next to you, branding is not like on Instagram being like crazy fancy, mm. crazy aesthetic. It's just about standing out in terms of, hey, like the, all, your, all, all our competition, everybody is like from China or whatsoever, which is not a bad thing, but mm. to make it easy. Um but we're the brand. Yeah. And if you generate the feeling of, hey, that's the brand, people are willing to spend more for your products. Yeah. And they, and especially if you're, if you're not more expensive, there's just no reason to like not to buy you if your product is good, of yeah. course. Because yeah. branding gives trust. And people don't buy brands most of the time, as long as you don't sell like hoodies, fashion, shoes, watches, people don't buy directly because of the brand name. People buy because they, they estimate a certain quality, mm. which is generated by the brand feeling behind the product. Because mm. I don't buy, I don't buy um, a like the quality bottle at the brand bottle because I like the brand. I buy it because I think that the brand at uh, the, the, the bottle um, like lasts forever. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And if you, if you manage to do that, um, people will just be more likely to buy you. Um, you can even build up customer relationship. It's possible on Amazon if done right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just the, 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 the quicker you start implementing branding, um, the the more the the more uplift you will see in the long term in terms of yeah. your growth and so on. Yeah, and I think that's a really important distinction, and uh, I think you articulated it really well because people do think, well, is it worth doing branding on Amazon? Can you even do branding on Amazon? Do you have the space, time, etc., to build brand identity with people? But you've nailed it. It's not about people knowing your brand; it's about people knowing that you are a brand. Yeah. You yeah, know, in time they will come to know it, and I think yeah. that's a really important distinction, and you know, super yeah. helpful for people. Yeah, because like especially when we start working with big brands, you wouldn't recognize that it's a brand. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next to them, they're like three people having brand generator names, and people can't like they can't make a decision. Yeah, but once once the ultimate goal is being the brand for your niche. So whenever somebody thinks of a niche, they think of you. Yeah. So whenever they look for a product from your niche, they look at you and you're like the go-to brand for the niche. Yeah. And there, there are so many brands that made, that made it, right? There are so many brands for a specific niche who are like, yeah, if I look for this niche, there's like this brand. You want to be like the tempo <laughs> of Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, for That's sure. the ultimate goal.
Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Really helpful. Listen, this has been super uh, helpful, more so than I expected, to be honest with you. I was looking forward to it because I know you're a genius, but uh, I think just real practical stuff that people can take away. It's not just been, um, you know, make the product look good or find good keywords. It's some super real um, practical takeaways from this. So I really appreciate you coming on. What uh, if people want to sort of find out more about yourself, the agency, where's the best place to follow you, get in contact, etc.? Yeah, Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm pretty new to Twitter, so don't mind me if I forgot to respond to everything. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still not a Twitter, Twitter, uh, Twitter um, expert, but it's just my, my social network of choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like to, to provide value. Uh, I will not slide into your DMs and sell you stuff. <laughs> Just say that in advance. I heard that some people do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, val- value is key. Um, Twitter, Twitter is the the place to be. Um, yeah, people like I have I have people hitting me up, just being like, "Yeah, can you look at my listing? Give me a quick, quick, like overview on what you think." Yeah. Like, and I will always do that, right? Mm-hmm. I. I, I do that for like for for free yeah. just because the more like I said the more value I give the more I get back so yeah. if anybody is like yeah this guy talks way too much and way too fast uh, I don't I didn't understand anything send me your listing I'll I'll give you a quick quick audit on what you can what you can implement what you can optimize and then I can help you growing without charging <laughs> yeah well that's a dangerous commitment to make because you know we're a small podcast now but you know when we've got thousands of listeners you're gonna be getting dms every mind. day bro it's uh... I, honestly i don't mind <laughs> when, when cool. we've been to the event i um i i told you about uh, told you about um people came like in here here in, in germany came like every every f- three to five minutes with their like their listing on their mobile phone they yeah, were like yeah. hey man can you look at this what would you change <laughs> so like i'm a nerd for for the topic yeah, um yeah. and wherever i can help like i just like to provide value so that's awesome man i make the commitment good no i love to hear it well we'll leave a link to your twitter profile in the show notes so everyone can check that out uh julian thanks so much for coming on the show really appreciate it Thanks for having me and sorry for taking like 60 minutes more. No, it's fine. No, it's all good. There's so much value in there. I didn't want to cut it off. So it's good. <laughs> Amazing guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, all of that stuff. Check out Julian's stuff below in the show notes. Honestly, it's uh, yeah, really, really helpful content and uh, we'll see you in the next episode real soon.